How do you leverage zero-party data and take a customer-first data approach to improve customer retention? You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast to increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates, and grow your profits. Hello and welcome. I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of this marketing-focused podcast. If you are not familiar with the Keep Optimizing format, well, each month we focus on a different marketing method and each week I interview a different marketing method expert to explore the latest advice on making it work for you. And we've had a review in about the show. Yes, if you put a review on Apple Podcasts or one of the other platforms, the chances are I will, may, uh, read it out on the show. So thank you very, very much from Sammy Boy, one, two, three, four, five, seven, seven, six, 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 seven. Nice name uh, from the UK who says, who gives us five stars for starters and says, very well executed show. The team behind this devote a lot of time to making each episode quality. Indeed, we do so. Indeed, we do. Keep it up. We will. And he describes it as essential listening. So congrats, Sammy Boy, for getting your review read out. And um, thank you so much uh, for, for loving the show and listening. Well, look, this month, we have been all about email marketing. We've covered list growth via quizzes and some clever tactics to do it using Pinterest as well. We've also looked at the latest email marketing content trends because just sending products and offers does not cut it anymore. And in this episode, we're going to get be getting into how customer first data and zero party data can be used to improve customer retention, helping you up those all important customer lifetime value stats and stopping your competition from stealing your customers. It's all about building connection this year, people. This episode is a simulcast, I guess, of sorts with our brand new e-commerce master plan virtual summit. Can't even say my own brand name. E-commerce master plan virtual summit that is live today. We have 10 hand-picked experts sharing the key tactics you need to grow your business in this challenging year. We've got five sessions on acquisition, five on retention. And if you want access to the whole thing for free, just head to summit.ecommercemasterplan.com where you might be in time to catch some live sessions, but where you will definitely be in time to get all the replays. Oh, and did I mention it's free? Yes, it's free. Summit.ecommercemasterplan.com. But don't go there yet. Stick around and listen to today's guest expert straight after we've checked out the sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the email and SMS platform built just for e-commerce brands. If you're marketing an e-commerce brand, you already know that data changes everything. More data means more power. And if your email or SMS tools can't handle all that data, they're probably holding you back. That's where Klaviyo comes in. Its top-notch personalization and segmentation help you send the right message at the right time, guided by unlimited real-time data from your online store and tech stack. Request a demo at klaviyo.com forward slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Gemma Banks is the Senior Marketing Director for the EMEA and APAC at Klaviyo, and she's been helping brands like you improve their e-commerce marketing since 2013. She really knows her email marketing and e-commerce stuff, so I'm really pleased she could spare the time to join us to cover this essential topic. Hello, Gemma. How are you? Hi, Chloe. I'm good, thank you. How are you? I am good. And like I said, I'm really pleased you've been able to come and uh, talk to us about this because it's such, such an essential strategy for 2022. So 
Customer first data, what do we mean? Customer first data um, in Clavio terms means data that you own. It's data that you've collected, it's data that you've got the explicit consent to use. And it is the data that actually benefits your business rather than it just being generic. It's stuff that actually matters to you and to your customers so that you can give them the best customer journey you can the entire time that they are with you. Simple as that. <laughs> Seems so simple. Um, so why is it something we should be caring about? I mean, why why is everyone talking about it in 2022, I guess? Because a lot of this is stuff we've been able to do for a few years. I think now more than ever, with all the changes that are coming with Facebook, um, Google Analytics, all the rest of it, there's more and more blockers coming in the way to you collecting and owning your own data. And let's be honest, if you use Facebook and other third party ad um, platforms, it costs you so much money and you never really own that data. So you're paying for it over and over and over again. So really what we want to try and do is we really want to empower people to own the data and to use it in a way that really benefits the business and their customers. So, you know, if you're collecting data that matters to you as a business, if you're collecting data that matters to your customers, then ultimately your customers are going to keep coming back because you're actually giving them something that's beneficial rather than just being generic data on generic things that quite honestly you're paying an arm and a leg for. And, you know, what you make really clear there is that this isn't just give me all the data. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not one of those scenarios, which I know as marketers, we can be a little bit, oh, I can, I'll ask them that and I'll ask them that and I'll ask them that. The power is, there is a bit of power in asking it, but the power is in actually using the data to give a better experience, isn't it? Yeah. So I think, like as you say, marketers are well known for going, give me everything. Um, <laughs> but then we can use it, right? Because you look at it and go, okay, well, it doesn't actually matter to me that I now know that they like water over wine because I'm not in the food and drinks industry. So yeah. I don't know why I've got this information. So it's really about collecting the data that's really important. I mean, you think how often you get an email that's like, you bought this dress, wouldn't these shoes look lovely with it? And suddenly you're like, oh, yes, they would. And so you're <laughs> more engaged, right? And then every time you get another email from that brand, you're going to open it because you know that they're talking to you in a way that really resonates with you because they're using all the data that they've collected on you to be like, this is for you only. It's personalized for you. You're going to want to see it. And it's not generic rubbish. And the thing is, if you're collecting that data and you're not using it, customers start to get annoyed. It's like at the moment, there's a, a marvelous company who I really love their products. They're based in uh, either Germany or Austria, I forget. And they've started this brilliant test of sending the email out in German and in English. Right Now, if they don't, in the next couple of weeks, identify that I only interact with the English one, apart from the first time, because I was excited by what they were doing, then I will be really disappointed as a customer. And if I, if I try and take my marketer's hat off, I'd also be very annoyed that they're, they're double filling my inbox each time. So they've got to adapt to that data that they're collecting on me. And that's the thing that I think it's so easy to, to forget that you've also got to look at the results that you're getting and actually act on them. It's not, it's not all well and good to just be like, we're now going to do multi-language. We're going to do two languages now because we believe our database consists of English and German speakers, for example. You then got to take that and say, what does it mean though? What have we, what have we learned and therefore, how do we tailor those communications based on what's come in? And obviously, if you don't own your data, you can't do that. So fundamentally, that's what brings you back to the customer first data. 
and why it's so important that you collect it, you analyze it and you act on it. And what I love about this session that we're doing today um, is we are talking about customer retention. We're not talking about customer acquisition. And I would say 95% of the stuff out there about zero party data and, and over personalization quizzes, et cetera, et cetera, is all about data capture. But that's that's a really, really important place to put it. But there's an even bigger opportunity if we're using it on our existing customer base. So when you talk acquisition, right? Yay, I've got your name and I've got your address and your first order. Well, that's all great. But then from that, what can you learn? Every time that customer returns, every time they speak to you, every time they order something, return something, what does it say about them as a you know, a persona that you're building up. And you can take that data and you can say, right, I want to keep this person. I want to make them happy. I want to continually sell to them and generate more revenue from them. And the only way to do that is to start looking at what you you know about them and offering them more and more. You know, it's very much like when a lot of companies now are saying, do you want to hear about Mother's Day or not? Do you have a mum? Do you not want to know? And suddenly people are saying, these brands really care. They actually care about their customers and they care about whether they are resonating with them, upsetting them, connecting with them on an emotional level. So, And I think it's so easy to, to focus always on acquisition, more, more, more. But actually, it costs you less to keep a customer you've already got and continue to sell to them on a more personalized level than to acquire net new. It makes so much sense that we should be using this with our retention because we've already got quite a rich piece of data on these customers. And if we're then going to, you know, oh yeah, we'll segment our email set, our email weekly email newsletter based on what our new our new list people are telling us. But, but yeah, we'll just leave the 10,000, 5,000, 80,000 people we've already got on list. We're not going to bother personalizing their experience, despite the fact they're the ones who've been reading our emails for the last year, who've been interacting with us on social, who've been buying our products all those same things should be being done. So if we want to kind of retroactively get that data from them, do we just send them to the same quiz we're sending everyone else to? Do we do a choices in the email? What, what are you seeing um, Clavio customers doing? Well, the good thing about Clavio is it actually collects your point of sale data. So if you've got a Shopify or a big commerce or any, any of those, really, we can pull that data in. So as long as you've got that data held on that person with all of their purchase history, actually, we can pull all that in. And then what we're finding is what our customers are doing is they're saying, this person only ever buys women's wear. They only ever buy skirts and whatever it is. And they can start to segment. I mean, obviously, you don't want to go down to just this one person specific preference, one email to that one person you spent all day building. But you can start to make generic assumptions about a segment like they only buy women's wear, or they only buy on the second day of the month, straight after payday. Um, so we'd be better off emailing them on the first about any offers, because we know on the second, they're going to be there with their credit card, like emptying their bank account on day two of the payday. And, and also as a business, right, you've got to decide what's important to you. You know, retention is important to all of us. But do you want to sell more of a certain item? Is it that you've got a new range coming in that you know, is going to appeal only to maybe a certain set of people based on location, age, other preferences they've got. So the data is, it's gold, right? If you treat it right, it's gold and you own it and no one can take it from you. I love the fact you've emphasised the fact 
we shouldn't start by collecting more data. We should start with the data we've already got. And also, I think, you know, when I'm talking about this and with, with people from the customer acquisition standpoint and the quiz building standpoint, it's always keep it simple, learn, because you know nothing at this stage. Keep it simple. Of course, with the customer retention piece, we know so much. We can go and look at our data and be like, oh, we can see that 60% of our customer base only ever buy from this particular product range. So that's probably a good place to start because there's a lot of people. We know they're buyers. We're not going to create one for all five product ranges. We'll create one for the product range where people only ever buy that. And it, it, it gives us such a head start when we interrogate the data we've already got rather than going for the exciting new stuff because actually this stuff's actually more exciting. I think as well, it's really important to remember to crawl before you can walk and walk before you can run. It's so easy as marketers to be like, oh, we want the earth. We want to go all in. We're going to go global overnight, right? Before we've even done one thing. But also as consumers, we're really greedy now, right? If I now don't get an email that doesn't only have my name in it, but like everything I've ever bought kind of listed, I think, well, you're not doing a good job of keeping me as a customer. So it's finding that that line between, as you say, personalizing it, to a point where it's like, this person's going to feel special, but not going so far that you end up actually isolating more and more people. And as a marketer, you're going to have to do 30 times the amount of work to probably get exactly the same result. Yeah, we've got to be strategic with what we can do. So I guess it's like, like you said, it's working out what are our ideas and then let's look at the data to see where the biggest opportunity is and build it. Because whilst I did say at the beginning, this is a time saver because it's automated, that only you're probably going to be working on this forever, but you're going to be building a bit, building a bit, building a bit, building a bit. So you want to make sure the first thing you build, the bit you build next month is the best possible bit to build next month. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's always it's the same with any business in any strategy conversation. What's the priority? What's the, the, what, what can I come out the gates with that's going to have the biggest impact that I can then refine? I can learn from, I can look at my results and say, actually had I if I tweaked it a little bit here I think we'd get 20 times the return that we're getting today it's always a learning curve and to say that any business should just follow exactly another business is wrong because everyone's business is different and your customers are different and the way they interact with you will be different so you've really got to overlay your experience of your customers on top of the data to really understand what it's saying to then build the best you can guys we are taking these cues from an amazing report that Clavio has produced, which we'll give you the link to grab a little later on, or it's somewhere around this video right now. It's got case studies and numbers and all that good stuff. Um, but one of the one of the key messages I took took uh, from the report, because I think which is reiterated a couple of times, I'm looking over to the left because I want to get the wording right on this, is that it all starts with your people, as in your customers, and that the data is only as good as the experience you activate, which I really like that use. You use it then, and I like the use of, use of the word experience in the report because this is about creating an experience for people it's not just about segmenting off a bit to give an offer on ladies shoes is it no and and I think for me one of the, the things that people have to be really wary of is they've got to translate the experience from bricks and mortar digital shop actually into your email because ultimately people will interact with your emails as much as they do on your online shop or in, in an actual physical shop. So if you think that you don't have to bring through your brand experience, the way you treat your customers and everything else, that's where you'll still fail. 
You know, ultimately people shop on certain shops because they like the way it feels. They like the way they're treated. They like the language used. You must translate that into your email, social media, everywhere, right? It's all about that brand identity. And that's where that experience matters because the experience from shop to checkout, everyone spends months trying to get that right. It's the same with the email because you are effectively getting them to do an action. You're, You're saying to them, take time out of your day to click this pretty button over here to come and do something with us, to spend money. So it's really important that that experience translates. Wherever I start and end, I should feel like I'm in that environment the entire time. I think it's it's ever more important to do that this year as we're going into rising inflation, increased product costs that were going up before inflation, probably destroying economics here. Product costs were going up last year. Inflation is now going up. People's expendable income is coming down, is being squeezed. So in that scenario, it's very easy for a brand to just go, we'll use discounts to drive things, or we'll we'll just hammer the sales message again and again. But I think, you know, Gemma, the example you mentioned earlier, the person who always buys at the beginning of the month. Yeah, you send them the sales message at the beginning of the month, the rest of the month, send them great content to connect them with you. If you know know they buy shoes, send them example information on how to look after their shoes, the latest styles in shoes. Give them the great brand stuff in the weeks you know they're not interested in buying to build that relationship because the brands who have the best results this year are the ones who get that balance between driving the sales and understanding the customer's needs and high quality branded content and the connection that consumers are still craving. Yes, they don't have as much money to spend, but they still want that connection. Sorry, I got a bit ranty there, Gemma, sorry. No, no, I, I, mean, I totally agree, right? The cost of living crisis is going to hit everyone hard. And, you know, any e-com is going to be hit because you say the disposable income is going to come down drastically. At that point, as a brand, you need to make sure that you don't come across tone deaf on like, buy all month long here, have a £2,000 coat when you normally only buy £50 shoes. It's about talking to your customers where where they are. And it's about, as you say, taking into consideration the external issues are going to impact people. You know, like I say, if people normally buy £50 shoes, you can be like, there's a new range coming out of shoes within the £50 price bracket. Suddenly people are going to look at that, whereas brands who suddenly offer them something that's way outside of their normal price range are going to look at it and be like, you don't get it. You're not, you, you don't, you pay no attention to me as your customer. I'm going to go over here to this person who is actually showing me something in my price bracket. People are going to pick and choose far, far more about where they spend their money now. So again, it comes down to that experience. You give them that lovely experience and you talk to them on a personal level. They're going to stick with you through the tough times as well. And whenever they can afford to treat themselves, you'll be the first one they go to rather than going, you don't get it, not interested. Yeah, it's so easy at times like this just to focus on the, the worst stuff, but you've still got to do this this high value content too. Um, Gemma, I feel like we've covered an awful lot of the things we meant to cover. Is there anything that you would also like to let the audience know before we tell them how they can get hold of this marvellous report? I think just that in the current market, technology is your friend. It can automate things. It can make your life easier. It can analyze the data and it can actually make suggestions about what the right things are to do. So I think like it's so easy to to take a look at something and think, I can't do it. I haven't got the time. I don't have the experience. I don't have the knowledge. There are so many different technologies out there that can really help, particularly around customer retention, loyalty programs, all the rest of it. So I'd say to people, don't shy away from technology during this time. I know there's a cost implication, but now more than ever, actually, it could be a savior with everything else going on in the world. 
yeah, you've got to make your tech stack work for you people. It is your friend in these, in these, it's your friend all the time. It's really your friend right now. Okay, everyone, that's the part of our chat about customer first data that we've also shared in the e-commerce master plan virtual summit. You can, of course, grab your free ticket for all the replays at summit.ecommercemasterplan.com. And we're going to be back straight after you've heard from our sponsors with some podcast only content. So uh, congrats for sticking around for this bit, because this is going to be even more great info for you. But first, here are our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the email and SMS platform built just for e-commerce brands. If you're marketing an e-commerce brand, you already know that data changes everything. More data means more power. And if your email or SMS tools can't handle all that data, they're probably holding you back. That's where Klaviyo comes in. Its top-notch personalization and segmentation help you send the right message at the right time, guided by unlimited real-time data from your online Online store and tech stack. Request a demo at klaviyo.com forward slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Okay, Gemma, so far we have gone deep into customer first data and how it's awesome for customer attention. Now you get to wow us with your insider knowledge about the whole of email marketing. So for the following questions, your answer can be anything to do with email marketing, which does, of course, include customer first data. Are you ready? I am ready. Let's go. Okay. Let's start with newbie advice. If we've inspired someone to take their first step, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success? I think really to give yourself the best chance of success is to truly understand what you want to achieve with email marketing. I think it's very easy to start off and just think, oh, I'm just going to email people with no real end goal in mind. But actually, is it retention? Is it acquisition? Is it data collection? What is it you want to achieve with that very first email program that you're doing? And laser focus in on that. Because once you launch it, you can then look at the data and see Did I get it right? Am I getting it wrong? What do I need to tweak? If you don't have an end goal in mind, you're just going to flounder. And ultimately, you're not really going to know whether you've been successful. So crucial to have that goal. I I can be be awful at it too. You get that new tool and you're like, oh, this is exciting. Let's just do some stuff. And it's like, no, what is the point of this? Why are we doing it? You've got to be clear on that. Otherwise, you're just wasting your time and effort. So I love that tip. Okay. Once you've started, of course, you've got to keep optimizing. So what's your favorite way to improve performance? For me, it's data. It's always about the data fundamentally. So, um, you know, we talk about customer first data. It's about the data you're collecting on your customers. It's learning about your customers. It's understanding what they're doing, what they're not doing. And it's in taking that information and optimizing the communications to them so that you get whatever it is that you want back in return, whether that's opens, click-throughs, revenue generation, whatever it is, for me, it's all about that data. Data, data, data is the beautiful thing about email. So many answers, so many answers. Um, Before I go ranty on that, uh, if someone listening wants to learn more about email marketing, is there one cheap or free resource you would recommend? 
Yeah, so we've literally just launched our customer first guide for people, which really helps get them on the road to understanding about the data, which we've literally just said, uh, why data is gold, how you can use it better in email marketing, what the benefits are, how you can generate more revenue off it. So I would 100% um, say to people, even though it's all Clavio based, it doesn't matter what the platform is. We're fundamentally talking about the same thing, which is collect the data and utilize it. And guys, you can download that at ECMP, so that's short for e-commerce master plan, .info forward slash Clavio report. And there'll be a um, link to that in the show notes as well. Uh, finally, Gemma, it's crystal ball time. What on earth is coming up in the next six to 12 months that we should be getting ready for? Well, I mean, taking out the obvious, the Black Fridays and the Cyber Monday <laughs> and everything, um, I think we should be preparing for the changes in what's going on in the world, the inflation, the cost of living crisis and everything else. And how as, as businesses, we need to relook at how we talk to customers. We need to, to really look at what's relevant when, what should we be offering people up in terms of our communications that's going to benefit them. You know, time is money, as we always say, inboxes are full. So when people start to feel the, the squeeze from what's going on in the wider world, what are you guys going to offer up? that's like a breath of, breath of fresh air, something that's going to just open their eyes and be like, I'm going to take the time to interact with this. So, you know, I hate to end on like a negative, but, you know, it's really making sure that we are not tone deaf in market about what we're saying to people and making sure that people are really, really thinking about why should somebody open this email? Why should they read it? What am I offering them back to make sure that I'm actually benefiting them and giving them more back than than taking? Yeah, is that that connection with customers at its most, the most base level of connecting yeah. with customers is understanding the mindset and the challenges they are currently dealing with and reflecting that, or at least not unreflecting that, which is another word that doesn't exist. Sorry, everybody. Uh, hopefully you get what I'm on about. But it, it's the absolute basics, isn't it? It's it's not, you know, for, for me, it's not emailing all you guys in the middle of November going, here's a 20 hour session for you to listen to, you know, because you've got better things to do in November. And it's exactly the same thing. Um, so I, I love, I don't think that's a negative way to end at all, Gemma. I think that's, um, that's a brilliant way to end. Uh, so we are very nearly at the end of the show. So could you please let the listeners know where they can find out more about you and Clavio? Yeah, so you can go to clavio.com where we have so many resources that talk about email marketing, SMS marketing, customer-first data. But we also have an option for people to sign up for a demo or a free account and try it themselves and actually see the benefits of, you know, using the Clavio platform. So that's where to find us. And obviously, we have an entire bunch of lovely Clavios who are more than happy to speak to you on a phone and, and help out any way they can. Excellent. And, um, and if you want to get that report we mentioned as well, go to ecmp.info forward slash Clavio report. Links to all of that will be in the show notes for you all. Um, and Gemma, thanks so much for being on both the Keep Optimising podcast and the e-commerce master plan virtual summit today. It's been a, it's been a very efficient way to spend our time so um, and very valuable for the audience too. So thanks so much for coming on the shows. Thank you very much for having me. I've really enjoyed it. 
So I really do, as you've probably worked out as we went through the interview, I really do recommend downloading this report because I think it's going to help you out. I think I've said that enough times though. So in what a brilliant way to round off our month of email marketing content. You can get everything about this episode, the full transcript and more by heading to keepoptimizing.com where you'll find the rest of our email marketing content as well. There you can also sign up to our monthly Q&A webinar because um, we are bringing as many of these guests as can make of our email marketing specialist to join us for a live Q&A so you can get your, you can ask your questions and get them answered uh, live. So go to keepoptimizing.com to sign up for that. And um, we have mentioned the summit a few times here. It is live right now. Replays will be available. So if you want to get our e-commerce master plan virtual summit marketing edition 2022 for free, and it's 10 sessions each only 30 minutes long. I'm there in each session making sure the guests are giving you the best possible advice for making your marketing really work for you this year. Because of the recessionary stuff that's going on, the rising costs, the Low, uh, you know, the problems with standards of living and consumer spending, we have got really, really focused on marketing methods and tactics, which are going to really help you survive and thrive in the challenging months ahead. You can find all of that at summit.ecommercemasterplan.com. And like I said, the replays are available so you can watch it and focus in on the sessions that do the best for you and that are really going to help your challenges at the moment. Right, loads of messages at the end of this podcast. Uh, so thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Keep Optimising podcast. As I said, our whole series of episodes about email marketing is now live. So please do dive into all of those. And next week, we are going to start our series of shows about SEO. So we're covering another of the big topics next month. So make sure you subscribe to us on your podcast app. And if actually, if you know someone who's particularly interested in their email marketing or their SEO at the moment, please do let them know we're covering it because this show is here to help you and them improve your marketing. Have a brilliant week. Make sure you keep learning uh, and make sure you listen to the next episode as well so I can help you to keep optimizing your marketing. Access everything Keep Optimizing at keepoptimizing.com. That's with an S, not a Z.